Silly Little Sheep. stories out there that win many women's hearts. They drag their poor men to sit in a two or so hour chick fest of a young girl in angst because no one understands her since she's a witch or her father's a witch or her uncle or ugh, I don't know. I get bored and I can't get past the first 30 minutes. But as usual, some little hot boy finds the awkward nerdy yet somehow gorgeous girl irresistibly interesting and follows her home which is creepy and though she's mad at first and the uncle or father or whoever the hell he is throws a temper tantrum she falls in love and can't stay away from the boy and blah 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 i can only assume some major conflict in the middle or second act as they like to call it there usually is a little sex or simulation of sex because, after all, you're not in love unless you have sex, right? Then she saves her life in time for the finish of Act 3 or the conclusion of the movie. Then there's the older woman who must get her bruise back. And she meets some hot young thing and there's letters in a mailbox or emails or, oh man, which is which. Well, both happened, but one was more cheese than the other. And who can forget Mimi? Opera or Broadway musical, the delightful whore who won the heart of the brooding artist or musician, opera or Broadway musical. The best to me is the fact that, well, in the musical, what triggers their love for each other is the realization of something they have in common. Death. The bottom line is, all these... Uh, Gosh, I hate them all. All these stories tell us that if you are depressed, all you must do is wait for your soulmate to appear out of the clear blue skies, and that guy or girl will save you from your despair. <sighs> it's better than drugs, but nothing's better than alcohol. And you people believe these movies and books and poems and plays and oh my god, the musicals are even better. This is not that sort of love story. Without thought, those words just seep through my lips. What? My gentleman asks. Hmm? I ask, hoping my ignorance, please, will divert attention from my loud thoughts. Oh, I thought you said something. The lovely gentleman sitting across from me at the dinner table in the most expensive restaurant in Moscow caught me seeping through my fantasies. Embarrassed? Not really. This isn't the first time. Oh, <laughs> I giggle. I was just thinking out loud. I stare at the handsome figure sitting in front of me. In our private room, the lights are dimly lit, but the candles on the table just emphasize the gentleman's striking features. He is everything the ancient statues were built to resemble. Strength and beauty of a man only the gods of the Greeks could imagine. Strong jawline, deep, dark brown eyes. The shine of his hair causes the particles from the lighting to dance a little waltz. His smile just couldn't be natural. It was mesmerizing. 
The way he looks down at the menu, then looks back up at me just with his eyes created confusion amongst the butterflies in my stomach. He is what the poets wrote about. The breeze seemed to adore him, brushing his hair just slightly. But it was the words he spoke that caught my heart. He's not a smooth talker, nor is he awkward. He just, just speaks in such a way that you could feel you are speaking with a real person. And truly, that is rare these days. The realness of his speech can make any woman feel like she was the only woman for him. And he was the only man for her. Noticing me staring at him, he lays down his menu and says to me, You already know what you want? With my signature half smile, I say to him, I know exactly what I want. He laughs and blushes a little. We had spent the past week together. I met him as I walked out of my hotel. It was a coincidence that I walked out the door precisely at the same time he always passed that hotel as he made it to his office. My map flew out of my hand and landed right at his feet. It was quite odd since uh, it wasn't windy that day. There was hardly a breeze at all. We decided <laughs> it was fate. He was so charming and so gorgeous. It wasn't hard to agree to him being my tour guide. You are simply beautiful, he said to me as he looks past the candles. He broke my flashback thoughts. I smile. That was the first time he complimented me in such a way. I'm used to men immediately fawning over my beauty right at the gate. It's a common way men play their game, compliment women to show their interest. They believe it's the quickest way to sex. I believe the quickest way to sex is let's have sex. But this gentleman, he was different. He was worth a lot more than that. He was worth something big. So it was my turn to blush. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> At that time, the maitre d' appeared with an impressive cart presenting a very expensive bottle of champagne and glasses ready to serve. Oh, my gentleman exclaimed. Then he smiles at me. What is this? Are you trying to surprise me with champagne? Just as surprised as he? I say, no, I have no idea where this came from. The maitre d' respectfully nods his head to us both. Speaking in Russian, he explains to us the appearance of the champagne. My gentleman nods excitedly. Then he says to me, he said it is a gift from the owner. He saw my name on the guest list and wanted to welcome me to his restaurant. The two conversate in Russian. My gentleman says to me, I asked him if it was possible to thank the owner in person but he said the owner flew out to London this afternoon. Sergio owns this and several other restaurants around Europe, correct? Yes, he does. I'm blown away he'd offer me such a generous gift. I met him at a party only once. Well, you must have made quite an impression. You know, I have a feeling you are a lot more important than you let on to be. <laughs> no, I'm just a man. The major d' pours our drinks. As he pours mine, he glances at me. I smile at him and nod and say, thank you. The maitre d' nods back, respectfully, then nods at us both before he takes the cart with the champagne away. Hmm. My gentleman says as he watches the maitre d', usually they keep the bottle at the table. Perhaps they want to keep it fresh to ensure the vibrancy of the spirit. 
After all, Sergio is known for his kingly service. <laughs> you are right, of course. Raising his glass to me, he says, to us. I smile and say, to us. I watch as he takes his first swig of his drink. I place my glass back on the table without taking even a sip, and I wait. Ah, that is a brilliant burst of flavor. I don't think I've had champagne quite as robust as this. He smiles at me as he takes a deeper drink. His smile softens. He stares directly at me, but not at me. I reach over to his side of the table and move his glass, plate, and utensils to the side. And I wait. He continues to stare through me. He goes pale. And I wait. He opens his mouth to say something. Then, finally, his head drops to the table. I look at my watch and say to myself, that took longer than it could have taken. I must fix that for next time. The Major D rushes out to the table, and I say to him, clean this up before any of your other customers start nosing around back here. Yes, Miss Gentry, he nods. I stick a wad of cash in his pocket and say to him, really nice job. Have you ever considered going into film or theater? I smile my half-smile, pat him on the back, and I leave the restaurant. Now, this is my kind of love story. The love of power. All romance can do for me is lead the lamb out of the gates, and I'll do the rest. I mean serious. Do you really believe other people will make you happy? Silly little sheep, follow me over the heap. No one will get you, for I will protect you even as you sleep. Silly little sheep. Ha, 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 ha.